I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. And Peter Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, good afternoon. This is Kimberly Martin, and I am your host of Real People OC. I am excited to be in here uh, this very end of the, let's see, this is the spring quarter that we are closing in on, and graduation ceremonies are happening everywhere. I have to tell you, it's really exciting. I've attended two graduation ceremonies in the last week. And boy, I guess I'm a, I'm a sucker for an inspirational speech. <laughs> and I love that that process of learning. I love hearing about um, all the people overcoming obstacles. And uh, I had the great fortune, my daughter has been attending the Samueli Academy, which is a brand new charter high school in Santa Ana. And the goal of the high school is to create a on-campus living environment for um, for foster youth in the coming years. Now, the statistics for foster youth and their graduation rates was abysmally low, and Sandy Jackson and Susan Samueli decided to do something about it. We had as our keynote speaker a uh, UCI favorite, um, Mr. Samueli, came and gave the keynote speech and talked a lot about his history and what engaged him as a student and what created um, his interest in engineering as a young person. He is uh, three degrees in electrical engineering, and many of you know his story. He went on to start Broadcom, and he's very involved here at UCI and very much a patron of the Department of Engineering. So, um, so it was neat. It was a very intimate ceremony. They were gracious enough to let us hold the graduation at uh, the Segerstrom, or, um, Segerstrom uh, Performing Arts Center, and it was just it was just beautiful, Segerstrom Hall actually. And uh, I don't know. I just I got a chance to reflect back on the eight years or the four years that my daughter was at the school, and there were a lot of people that played a part in that first year with this brand new school. There was a dirt field. Mr. Saba, the principal of the school, reminded us how the parents and the students that started out that first year really, really gave a lot of faith to to them and the program that they wanted to initiate. They wanted to have a STEAM school. STEAM would stand for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And that was the the um, the program that interested Mr. Samueli many, many years ago. But he was able to, you know, remind us that we let our kids go to a dirt field and <laughs> they had a couple bungalows that they delivered just in the nick of time before school started. I don't know, maybe three weeks before school started. 
And then what unfolded the following four years was nothing short of a miracle. There were so many people, so many organizations that are out there that support Orangewood Children's Foundation and just everyday average citizens that wanted to be a part of something that was happening to make a unique environment for students that were already somewhat challenged in their personal lives to create a normal high school that was specifically catered to their needs so that there was a gentle landing during the day during the high school day which is already such a difficult environment for kids anyway I mean I can remember being a parent thinking nothing scared me more than sending my kid off to high school it's like a war zone in some high schools you know especially in the big cities where you think I'm going to send my kid to school and then all of a sudden it's just like you know you've invited them into you know I don't know just gangster kind of living where people you know fiefdoms and people are you know controlling their lives and all manner of of ways in which students uh really alienate one another um there was none of that at this school it was it was such a brilliantly laid out education for these kids and every single one of these kids has such a unique opportunity going forward because they've had a really stress-free high school environment so well back in the early days um, there was no sports program. And so uh, Dr. Adam Shepard, he set out to develop as quickly as he could a sports program for the school. And I personally was very thankful to to that program because it took my daughter, who was a shy, shy eighth grader who had so much athletic ability but had not developed it in any way, um, it, it gave her an opportunity to really blossom and grow over the four years, so much so that at the end of the year, she won uh, the athletic award for her school because she was um, w- one of the few young women that had lettered in three sports. And so it was it was pretty amazing for her. It, it tra- Sports transformed my daughter. And I really wasn't a parent that valued sports. I mean, my husband certainly did because he was involved in a lot of athletics. But... I didn't really understand the value until I got to see the benefits through my child and how it developed her as a leader and how it developed her confidence in every area of her life. Once once you get to experience what, what it's like to be on a team. Uh, so anyway, funny as it was, we thought our family sport was volleyball. And so we've raised the kids playing volleyball on the beach. That's kind of a fun thing to do here in this local area where we live. And... Um, We were so excited when she played volleyball and loved it and really excelled at it. But when basketball came along, some little spark came along for her. And we I don't know quite what it was, but for some reason, she says, Mom, really, the only sport I really want to play now is basketball. And uh, well, we encouraged her to keep up all the other sports as well. But in those early days at the academy, it was called the academy the first three years. uh, There were some pretty key people that were there to... Uh, really nurture those kids and they really had very little talent to work with so uh, these people are to be commended because they it, they basically happened on a bunch of kids that had maybe held a ball before but that was about it <laughs> and uh, so I'm really pleased to have in the studio with me today I know you're probably all waiting for me to get to the point um, uh, Al who is the coach the head coach of Orange County's very own professional basketball team the Nova Stars <laughs> Al Smith <laughs> And um, and so Al is here to tell us about the the time that you know reflect a little bit on the academy giving back and what um, you know what we're trying to achieve here 
helping the kids and then going forward what it's like really to run a professional basketball team in Orange County. Uh, no easy task because apparently a lot of you don't know about it. And so we're here to, to share the news about um, athletics in Orange County. And so, Al, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it, Kimberly. Uh, it's been a long time since the last time we've had a conversation on air. So that's awesome. I know. So I'm happy that you're here. Anyway, um, so, okay, well, so reflect with me, if you would, back on the early days um, of the Academy and how you got into that. You just got to see my daughter. It was kind of like a, a time travel because you haven't seen her since her freshman year, and you just got to see her again I know. as a graduated senior. And she's she's definitely has grown since the last time I've seen her. But um, I got involved with that program back when I was working for Discover Home Loans, Um they had a month that they would always give back to the community and we it was the month of september that was their give back month so i volunteered for uh to provide lunch to the orange county uh children's center probably the orangewood probably orangewood that's what orangewood foundation and they had lunch that day i went down we prepared lunch for everyone there and i wanted to find out how i can get more involved with helping the community and giving back so they told me to stay in contact with them i did i gave them my email address and phone number i let them know what i did as far as uh owned a basketball team here in orange county the aba orange county nova stars um we are a professional basketball team so they had a a uh, volunteer assignment that came up for coaching um and it was at the academy so I told them that I was interested, and uh, once a week, every Thursday evening, uh, my partner and I, Glenn, at the time, Glenn Wilkerson, um, we would go over and coach those kids at three in the afternoon for about an hour and a half towards the end of their day, and we would teach them basketball drills and um, things about the principles of the game, um, see who was capable of doing what things, and they started to build a little bit of camaraderie just with that one hour a day on Thursday uh, come to find out you know as you know they continued on with that after that assignment ended for us uh, Glenn called me this past season and let me know that they were in the championship in <laughs> basketball just nuts yeah so <laughs> they they really embraced the basketball sport um, it was one of their only sports they had at the time along with soccer and I was just happy to know that they had gotten that far. They had done all these things without even having a facility to play in. So there was street ball all the way. Yeah, they yeah. were playing on other uh, courts and other locations mm-hmm. for games or at some other school's gym, but they didn't have a gym of their own. And when they got to the championship and they were the home team to host, they didn't have a gym to host in. So that's why we got the call to find out if we could find a facility for them to play in. And we did. We had a facility ready to go for them. Oh, nice. But uh, they end up working something out, and, and they had it all handled. But mm. uh, that was awesome just to hear the feedback come back to us as far as their accomplishments. Well, and one of those young ladies is actually going on to play basketball in college, which is remarkable. That is awesome. I know. I know. I, I, I know. like to know who it is because I, I knew all the kids. Uh, I still have some of them that contact me every once in a while on instagram nice they see the photos that i post of the team and the you know the games that we play and we've had a lot of wins in the last three years so they're seeing the nova stars do a lot of 
uh, playing against professional basketball players and yeah, win games. You hosted them in the very early days for them to come and see, f- mm-hmm. you know, real basketball being played up close so they could get a feel for the game uh, ringside and that court side. And that was pretty impressive that they got that opportunity. Absolutely. And it was awesome. These are the things that really make you feel good about what you do for the community and just giving back to a place that that where you live and that mm-hmm. you know you appreciate so that's really what our drive was from the beginning you know just try and find a platform that we can give back to the local communities and that was where we started right right and that's that's what i think a lot of people miss behind the scenes they don't recognize what it takes to build a person and it takes a lot of inputs you know it takes a good family but in a lot of the cases you know, the the academy, the Samuel Academy, the population of foster kids will probably never exceed 14 to 15 percent. It will just be a regular high school that will fold in uh, very gracefully those kids that need a little extra special attention. And, um, and it, you know, you hear all about, you know, the four pillars to success or whatnot. Well, one of the one of those legs from the from the pillars of the stool holding up the stool is not is not intact in their life. Right. So the school is seeking to meet those needs um, through on-campus housing and um, bringing people such as yourself through the community to come in and really give back. It's it's nothing short of a miracle. It's really remarkable to see. And as you probably experienced, such a heart-opening experience yes. too. You yes, know? absolutely. And you know, it's a fulfilling experience it really is yeah you know when you can see the development of a program that you started from its initial stages right and see it grow into something great right it's definitely a fulfilling moment you know yeah. and it's it's almost the same thing that's happening with my orange county nova star basketball team yeah let's layer um, that in and tell me a little bit yeah, about it i mean that's just, this is just something that i've started since 2004 uh just playing in local leagues uh local rec leagues here in Orange County in Los Angeles. You know, we started in Los Angeles with the Drew League. Everyone knows the Drew League. It's a world-famous league sponsored by Nike now, um, and it brings all the professional NBA basketball players in the summer. So we're out there in the summer times competing against guys like Nick Young, Baron Davis. Um, sometimes Kevin Durant comes out. Paul George is there from time to time. James Harden is there all the time. Uh, All the guys that live local to Los Angeles or California, they're there. Kevin Durant was there the times that he was there because it was a lockout year. And he was also interested in making some moves at the time. Nobody really knew that that was another reason that he was in Los Angeles. But he was thinking about buying a home here and trying to move here because I believe he was looking to play for either the Lakers or the Clippers at that time. Exciting. So, you know, we, we continue to see guys like that you know even the older NBA players like Catino Mobley um, Gilbert Arenas you know they're still good basketball players that can give any player out there the business when they suit up and put those shoes on because they still have the knowledge of the game they still have the skills that's required Mm -hmm. and no matter how old you get the only thing you do is you change your game to fit your age and still become a successful player um I know this because I've aged <laughs> and you know now that I'm a little older and I can see that I still can get out and compete with the younger guys you know as long as I keep my stamina up you know it's it's a good thing so we're out there with these guys and the older NBA players are out there competing with the younger players and showing these guys why they're NBA caliber you know 
because our job is to try and get our guys from the Nova Stars either to go to the next level, which would be NBA or overseas or to the D-League, okay? Interesting. Okay, so I think since I'm not as I'm not your best sports buff here, so I could use a little bit of an education. Right. So um, many people are familiar with the NBA. Let's talk about the two leagues, the ABA okay. and the NBA, and let's let's educate the the listener a little bit about the two leagues and a little bit of the history, and then how you're layering your players into that experience for them. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this: it goes all the way back to the '60s when the ABA was its own separate entity competing against the NBA. You know, as far as marketing time on air, um, the ABA was a great league at the time. They had certain things and rules that the NBA didn't have at the time. I know this because I was a young kid watching these games and I saw the switch. Um, the NBA was good. They had good players, but it wasn't an exciting game at the time. It was kind of methodical. The ABA was more exciting. It had three point shooters that could shoot the ball from long range. Um, it had high-profile dunks during the game where in the NBA, back in the early days, you weren't allowed to dunk the basketball. Oh, that's half the fun. That's <laughs> basically where all the excitement and entertainment came from. So the ABA was really, really threatening to take over the NBA, and they were going to steal all of its fans um, because they were more exciting. Dr. J was playing in the ABA at the time. Um, George Gerving was playing in the ABA at the time. So, I mean, there were some pretty big names that people can relate to, even with their NBA runs, uh, that still stand today. There was a few teams that came from the ABA. The Spurs came from the ABA. Mm. Uh, the New Jersey Nets came from the ABA. Um, so, I mean, there's some teams out there that still exist. I think there were three teams that, when the merger happened, they kept. The rest of the teams folded. Um, but now, as you can see, the NBA has sustained. It's a great league. And the fact that they've uh, adapted the three-point line and the all-star game, they didn't have an all-star game either before they bought the ABA. Um, and the slam dunk contest, it, it made the NBA complete. Um, so and, the NBA bought the ABA? Yes. Okay. So that's what happened late or early on. Now, fast forward you to today. Joe Newman, who is our CEO of the ABA, um he kind of got things going back up and called it the new ABA in the late 90s. Okay. So since then, the ABA is still has the exact same principles as the original ABA had where there's going to be different rules to the game. It's going to be more exciting basketball. And the object here is to have a faster pace to the game. So what we have in the ABA now that's a little bit different than the NBA is we have a shorter backcourt violation on the count. In the ABA, it's seven seconds to get the ball from the out-of-bounds line across the half-court line. In the ABA right now, it's eight seconds. So it's a little bit quicker. You have to be on the move getting that ball across half-court. So what that does in the ABA, it creates an environment where teams want to play defense in the backcourt now. If you look at ABA games today, you don't see a lot of full court press in the ABA, in the NBA. I'm sorry. Uh, there's hardly any full court press in the NBA at all. Um, even in the finals, you never saw Golden State pressing Cleveland and vice versa. You, If you did see it, it was once or twice. And that's it. But in the ABA, with that rule, 
it wants you it makes you want to create more turnovers in the backcourt because when you create that turnover it puts the game into 3d mode okay 3d mode is another deal right when you score in 3d mode the team that scores a basket gets an extra point so a two-point basket now becomes three points oh a three-point basket now becomes four points oh wow if you get fouled on the play you get the additional point that you would normally achieve in 3d mode and you get to shoot a foul shot for another point so here's the dynamic it creates and i'll show you how awesome it is it creates a dynamic to where now on one play you can make up a four point deficit in one play love it okay so at the end of a game if you're down four five points you still have a chance in the aba as to where you know within five seconds or so that chance is pretty much gone we were in our first year in the aba and i had coached the team to uh press in the backcourt and create turnovers we were playing the number one team at the time which was the los angeles slam we were playing them on our home court Saddleback College that's where we were playing that year and we were down 25 points with about two and a half minutes or so to go in that game we started implementing our full court press we had very scrappy defenders and they started to turn the ball over and with each turnover we scored wow so we made up that 25 point deficit within seconds Okay. That's exciting. Uh, we ended up sending the game into overtime, and we won that game in overtime. It was our very first win ever. Wow. And it was an overtime win using the 3D rule and backcourt pressing the opposing team. So if you can see the dynamics there, mm-hmm. that's you, exciting. You can understand the excitement with the right. game. Right. If you're there at the game and you're watching this happen, you know, at an NBA game, some people might get up and walk away at a 25-point deficit with only two minutes left to go in the game but in the aba it's going to make you keep your seat because there's a possibility your home team can still come back and win that game gotcha okay so layer in some of the frustration then for either the spectator or the player in the nba when that time on on the backcourt is just kind of dead um and in relation to frustrations on the court the players are not necessarily concerned with if you're not pressing them okay so to them it's just they can bring the ball across the half court at their own leisure they know the time to get it across and seven or eight seconds is plenty of time if there's no pressure right okay so for the player there's nothing for them to really be concerned about or there's no disparity when that happens now when it does happen the pressure is now you got a guy that normally is a good ball handler and uh, he can control his own area but He needs his teammate in order to get that ball across within seven seconds, and it creates a different dynamic. Some players that are good ball handlers, they panic in that moment, and you don't know what type of player they are until you put them to the test and put the pressure on them. And our philosophy with the Nova Stars is that we're going to test everybody. Love it. Okay? It it doesn't matter what you bring to the game, how good you are, how many points you scored. Uh, We have a philosophy. We have a game plan. And that's what we stick to, and we execute that. So from our first year, where we recruited just anybody that would come to our tryout and pay the tryout fee, because I felt that players that would come, pay their money, go through the process, they were going to be committed to our team. Um, I know a lot of players, and I had a lot of players that could come out that first year 
and play for us and we would have had a strong team. However, they didn't want to do the things that showed me that they would be committed after a 24-game season, okay? So I didn't recruit those guys deliberately. Okay. And we struggled in a lot of games. Our record that year was 2-17. and 17. Um, So as you can see, we only won two games. One of them was the one that I just explained. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next year, we turned it around immediately because I recruited better players. They saw I didn't care if they were not going to come and pay my fee. They still were not going to play for me. Um, it, it was just a principle at that point. And again, you have to show me some kind of commitment before right. I, I'll just take you on and say, you know what, you're going to be a Nova star for Orange County, you know. So your home court is Saddleback College. It was the first year. We've moved since then a couple of times. The second year, we ended up playing at Fullerton uh, Junior College. Okay. Okay. But this year, we're going to be playing at Fountain Valley High School. Oh, okay? very nice. Okay. Um, that's a really good venue. They have nice court there. They have a nice uh, bleacher facility. Uh, easy access the parking is easy in and out so we feel that that's going to be our home for a long time as long as our relationship there stays solid nice so if you want to see orange county nova star basketball games this season which the season starts the first weekend in november then come to fountain valley high school check for our schedule on weekends and uh, right now, our site is down because the season is not going. But when our site comes back online, it's going to be NovastarsOnline.com. Okay. okay. But for now, you can follow us on Facebook at Novastar Basketball or on Instagram at the underscore Novastars. Okay. okay. And also Twitter as well is also the underscore Nova Stars. The underscore Nova Stars. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. So so a parent out there who wants to inspire their kids to play the game, how like like taking them how important is it, how pivotal is it for them to see professional basketball up close? Because none of us can really afford to go see professional <laughs> basketball in LA. You're absolutely it's right. Completely out of the league of, you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the rest of us, right? You're right. And that's the reason why the ABA exists because our motto is that we are more than just a game. Oh, okay? tell me about that. Um we are more community based. It's not about just the basketball event. You know, our basketball games are equipped to do a lot, okay? We can have many concerts at our game during halftime shows. We can have performances during the, the quarters. We get media timeouts. You know, we get a lot of stuff that businesses can advertise their product. Um, there's so many ways to market through sports media and mm-hmm. sports marketing. Um, it's just phenomenal. But you can't do sports marketing with the Lakers and the Clippers because just to hang your banner in their venue, you're going to pay $30,000 or something. Wow. Okay. Wow. It's huge, you know, but they're paying their players million dollar contracts, multi-million dollar contracts. With us, we are a $10 ticket so you can come see an ABA game at any time for $10. Nice. Okay. You get a very exciting professional game. You get to see professional basketball players play the game at the highest level. And this year, I'm, I'm hoping because i've talked to a few people to land a couple of guys that will bring out the fans um i've talked to terrell owens who used to play for the dallas cowboys uh he was a football player but he's an athlete at the end of the day and he can play the game of basketball the reason i know this is because he plays in a league where the nova stars play in hollywood and his team is a pretty good team he's been player of the game throughout that 
season for about four or five games minimum. Um, and there's some ballers that play in that league. I mean, this is a league that has Gilbert Arenas, Catino Mobley, Brian McKnight, and he's a singer, but he's a basketball player. Wow, that's okay? exciting. He can hit threes, you know. Um, and his son is a basketball player. Metal World Peace is in this league. You know, I've talked to him, and he and I are going to work together and do some things in Orange County. So there's going to be a lot of good stuff happening this year, and Fountain Valley High School is going to be the perfect place to host all of the excitement. Okay, um, we're looking to do things for Found Valley High School sports teams to help them raise money for their sports teams. Okay, nice. Um, we're gonna give them a hundred tickets to sell, and they get to keep the profits. Okay, just money in their pocket. That's a thousand dollars to each one of the sports teams at Found Valley High School, and that's just to show our appreciation for us being able to use their facility and and play in their in their gym. I love it. So uh, that's where we get more involved, where it's not just about basketball. It's really about the community and making sure that we have something here that shows strength um, and shows unity. Um, and, and hopefully we can bring that to the community because I'm from the South and the Southern way of living is different than the West Coast. I'll tell you that right offhand because I've lived it. OK, I was born here in Fresno. I lived in San Francisco and then we moved to Detroit and this is all happening before I'm six years old. And then we, I mean, sixth grade, which is about 12 years old. And then we moved to Arkansas and it's a totally different culture shock for me and a different way of growing up with different values, different morals, uh, a different way to carry yourself. So growing up in a place like that, when you see someone and you look them in the eye, you say hello here. You're not going to get that. Really? No. People will look you in your face and keep walking. As if they didn't even see you. Okay. And I feel that we need to be better as a people and having someone to at least bring an opportunity to the community for us to come together and unite and, and make people that don't normally meet each other, shake hands and say hello to each other and cheer for the same thing. <clears throat> it's going to be a really good thing for Orange County. Right. Because we don't have anything like that right now. If you want to see professional sports, you either got to pay an arm and a leg or you got to drive to Los Angeles if you want basketball. Right, right. And so that's the, that's, you know, why your story is so engaging to me. Because, you know, first of all, I don't think I took note last time we did the interview. Um, You said four years ago, but that's probably about right. You know, maybe it was maybe three and a half. So I was like, it wasn't four years ago, but you know what? (laughs) I just went through my own time warp. It sure as heck was. but the difference, the tenor between the goals, you know, the, the high powered making money, you know, just going to hotels and whatnot <laughs> of the NBA versus the goal of the ABA. Kind of a cool thing to note, I think, that mm-hmm. they actually have within their, you know, their uh, their mission statement to mm-hmm. be a more integral part of community. So a lot of people don't realize that that's what the ABA is really about. They just think it's grown men playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And most people feel, oh, I don't want to go and support grown men playing basketball. They need to get jobs. They need to do something else. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? We get it. But everyone has their own path in life. Right. And just because these grown men choose to play basketball, it doesn't mean they don't have jobs. Right. Because with our basketball league, they can still have a nine to five and play in this league. Right. Right. So. You never know if you're looking at a team of guys that all have jobs or a team of guys where none of them have jobs and they're just trying to go and play on a professional level. You just don't know that. Yeah. But the ABA is not focused there. 
Okay. Our focus is to have a platform for guys to continue to follow their dreams. That is what's so cool about the story. Because it's not only that you're letting them follow their dreams, but you're sparking those dreams in the younger generation so that they can come along. And, you know, I don't know if it's my age or the age of the time, but people are really starting to come out of this drive to be successful at all costs. And they're really starting to focus on, whoa, 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 let me take a deeper look at what I need to fulfill my my own personal destiny and and fulfillment what makes me a better human being what makes me happier and more soulful in life and um it sounds to me like if somebody's an athlete or wants to be an athlete no better way than to present this opportunity to them you know that's right i love the story i love it and what we're trying to do now in order to you know have some more upward mobility from the ground level is we're trying to incorporate a program for kids okay Um, It it took a while for me to find the right pieces to try and build this particular platform into the Nova Star Basketball Organization, but we're getting there. Um, The first thing you have to do is you have to find trainers that are good trainers that know how to get the best out of the athlete. And I got a couple of guys now that have been Nova Star Basketball players for me that also train kids uh, that I'm talking to and trying to work with them to build something where I can have something for Orange County kids or Nova Star kids to be able to get that professional training and, you know, realize their potential because that's really how you're going to get to the NBA. You have to realize your potential. Um, and for kids, it's tough because right now you've got parents with money that feels that their money can buy their kid an NBA spot mm. and it's not going to work that way. So, All these parents, and this is a message, and I hope you guys are listening. (laughs) All of you parents that have kids in the AAU, you know, please stop trying to make your kid the best player on the team. Let the coaches coach and let your kid perform. That's all you need to do. It's not about whether or not your kid is getting the short end of the stick because someone else is playing more minutes than them. Okay, and the coaches out there that might be taking these parents money just to get their kids exposure stop it <clears throat> because you're ruining what the AAU is about and the opportunity that kids are supposed to have at a young age so you know those dynamics they do exist we need to be better at it but it starts with the ownership and the coaching if you bring in better ownership and better coaches then you'll eliminate that dynamic right um and i say the same thing about our ABA league because before me there were other ABA teams here in orange county And they failed. They didn't last. Um, They couldn't pull a crowd. They didn't really care to. Those guys that were here before me, it was about money to them. And, you know, when they couldn't make any of it, they folded and left. Right. Well, Um, you certainly have tenacity and have stood the test of time. That's for sure. (laughs) That's true. I mean, for a few years, we didn't even have any home games to play. So there was no revenue coming in for us. Right. You know, everything was taken care of based on the efforts we put into it as owners. Right. Myself and Antoine Tanner, who's my partner, and also he's a player on the team, and he's our celebrity actor that plays on the team as well. He, he played in uh, One Tree Hill for a number of seasons. He's a major uh, uh, recurring actor on that. His name was Skills on that show. Uh-huh. And a lot of people in Orange County that watch the show, they know him. Okay. And, you know, he has a lot of people that follow him. So he's a guy that the local Orange County community can come out and see and get autographs and take pictures with 
anytime we have a home game. So, and the same dynamic will happen provided Terrell Owens comes to play with us this season and, and Metta World Peace. So, um, we're going to be looking at trying to bring those guys in for the community, okay? I love it. Because obviously, if they do come in, it's going to help the community. It's going to enhance what we do. And hopefully, we'll get a crowd to show up at Fountain Valley High School and see what we're talking about here today on the show and realize that, you know what? This particular basketball is just as exciting, if not more exciting, than the NBA's game when you go and sit and watch one of those. Right, right. Are your guys just as tall? (laughs) They are just as tall, if not taller. Are their feet just as big? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. I got guys that wear 16s and 15s and 17s. That was the first, you know. Man, you guys wearing shoes the same age as my kids. They're boats. (laughs) (laughs) That's priceless. Yep. So, yeah, these are definitely, and and they have the talent level as NBA players. I mean, if you want to see some high-flying dunks and alley-oops and long-range shots and, you know, just lights-out shooting, we have all of that. It's all there. It's all there. Great ball handling, um, game plans. If you want to see some things that bring real quality basketball to the court, you're going to see that when you watch the Nova Stars play. And that's not just in the ABA. I mean, we play everywhere all year. So wherever we are, that's what you're going to get. You know, we're teaching our young kids to, to learn the game of basketball, uh, learn teamwork, um, learn camaraderie, and learn unselfishness. Those are the things that people lose it on as they grow and become adults. And I love that you... <clears throat> You kind of just put it to the parents, too, because this is such an area where a lot of people that casually observe us, they're just tired of the helicopter parenting. They're tired of the mm-hmm. self-indulgent kids, you know, the um, and and it's let me just say it's a lot easier to parent a child when you give them everything they want. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's you know, you're basically getting off easy if that's how you parent your kids. Yeah. Um, Showing restraint and withholding and letting them, you know, develop a fire in their belly is no small task. And let me tell you, it takes a lot of resolve. And um, and so I think that's a that's a really important part of athletics. And if you usurp the power of the coach, then you have completely missed out on the benefits of what teaching athletics is all about to your kids. Exactly. It's really a um, an exercise in selflessness because in order to become a team, you have to give up yourself yep. in a lot of ways. And and then all get humming on the same beat. And that's, that's really what playing basketball is all like. I mean, I, I could feel it when it would change, when it would go from the girls playing basketball to a team it just it would it would be like this moment Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden all these disparate thoughts disappeared and this one confluence just came together on the court and everybody is elevated the spectators are elevated i mean it's exciting it's really exciting players have fun in that moment believe it or not i think they're better (laughs) for it yeah they have more fun playing together right than they do being an individual basketball player and trying to score 100 points right right and there's no small reason why my daughter after playing you know as many athletics as she could in high school that that's the one she settled on Mm -hmm. because it was this complete selfless act but yet the adrenaline is just pumping like crazy so So you have to have a real good team. And, you know, one of the things, just kind of touching back on, like you said, I kind of put it to the parents. The reason I say that is because they're wasting their money. If your kid is good and he's going to go to the next level, your money is not going to be why he did it. Right. 
It's going to be what that kid does on his own. And society really should resist that anyway, because, you know, there's got to be something that somebody earns on merit, you know, and people just aren't used to that, especially here where there is a lot of affluence. People aren't used to being told no. Mm -hmm. And in athletics, if you realize some of these guys, as they grow and become adults, they go back and tell you stories about how their coach was their mentor. Their coach was their leader. Their coach was their dad away from home. Right. You know, it's a lot of responsibility on these coaches. And they have to have a good program. They have to have a level head. They have to have a good concept of life. Or else they'll have a team of guys that won't learn lessons in life uh, that are important to be successful and that are important to be adults. So... Well, um, that's good. And on that note, gosh, I haven't paused for a station break in a while. I'm usually really good at this. <laughs> but we've just know, been we've going been talking, at this huh? discussion. I love it. I love it when that happens. take a break at some point. <laughs> well, so uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Real People OC, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. And I have head coach of the Novastar basketball team, Orange County's professional basketball team through the ABA, Al Smith, with us today. And Al's been in my studio before, and... Uh, I know him because he started out through a community effort and community service reaching out to the school that my daughter attended and was her very first basketball coach. So it was actually she did have one in in third grade. So (laughs) but in high school for sure. So um, so thank you. I'm so glad you're here just sharing the story of the Nova Stars because I was so impressed the last time you were here that Orange County had a professional basketball team and it just didn't seem like enough people knew about it we have about 15 minutes left of time and I want to hear a little bit about the um, the because in a lot of ways you're a coach but you're also a promoter too and I want to tie that into a little bit of your history Mm -hmm. so you can share some of that Uh um Okay, but I'm good at those tie-ins, aren't I? <laughs> He's got a big smile on his face. Um, but, but in a sense, you have to do that too, don't you? To, That's true. To, I, to, do. I mean, you don't get just to play the game. You've got to tackle this at all layers, and that's got to be challenging. What's that like? Well, as you say, you know, I am the coach of the team, but I'm also the owner of the team. And as the owner, I have to put on my business hat, and I have to run a business. So when you're running a business, there's certain things that you have to do to make your business successful. And exposure is one of the biggest in marketing. Uh, So, yeah, I have to promote the team. I have to let people know what we have, what we're doing, uh, how good we are, how bad we are, whatever the case may be. So in that promotion comes a lot of advertisement. But I pick up these traits and I think I just have it honestly because my dad promoted, you know, and that was his thing so and I didn't realize this when I was young and in college I used to DJ um, for the college radio did you really I had a three hour show and here you are on college radio at Henderson State University in Arkadelphia Arkansas it was an awesome show awesome I bet it was if my my (laughs) my friends could hear me now talk about those days they would all chime in and say how awesome it was at the time uh, because I played all the best music that they wanted to hear um, that you didn't hear on the regular radio stations and when we did our parties we played the music that people wanted to dance to mm-hmm. you know and I just had that natural because all my life I've been around music um, as I said my dad was a promoter now, he what, promoted in Fresno he promoted music though right he promoted music musical talent yes okay so this was in the in the 60s as well 
earlier 60s and you know he promoted guys like James Brown before James Brown was James Brown okay that's so before cool before he became big he he had a roommate at one point in Los Angeles and that was roommate was Sammy Davis Jr. you know um it, the house we Wait, had your in, dad's roommate was Sammy Davis Jr. yeah Wait, so why are all these people from Fresno like <laughs> nobody's from Fresno are they Help well me my understand dad is not necessarily Fresno from Fresno I mean <laughs> He, he's from the South as well. You know, he's from Memphis. But how did he end up in Fresno? Like, well, everybody Fresno's wants to go to fair, California. right? That's not fair. That's true. <laughs> but everybody wants to come to California. Fresno is a place that's easy to live. It's okay. cheap there. You know, it's a good family it's hot, and community though. I there. It oh, it's hot. hot. Yes, it is. The central and, and foggy. Oh, really? Yeah, they get fog. But the first year I moved back to Fresno, there was, a, there was some fog that hit the valley on the 99 that created the biggest pile up on the 99 freeway that I think has ever happened. I think you're right. That's okay? sounding familiar. So that was in I came here I came back here in 93. So that either happened that fall in 93 when the fog set in or 94 the very next year, but I believe it was when I first got here in 93. Um, but yeah, that was the That biggest. was back when we had water in California. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> the it wasn't, good old, a dr- it wasn't the any drought days. You can't make fog here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you got in Fresno. But yeah, my daddy used to do a lot. And when we had our house in San Francisco, when we moved, he built a studio in the house. And some of his artists used to come and practice at the house. So, we, so did he make his contacts in the city and then bring them with him to Fresno? You know, I'm not exactly sure where his contacts came from mm-hmm. or how he made them. My mom could probably tell you that story, um, but he, he just had a lot of contacts. And once you start making contacts, everybody else kind of falls along and falls in line. But it's a pretty good story because my mom has a different dynamic where she attracts people also because of just her like you. cooking. Uh-huh. Okay? Oh, She's oh, I She's like love the that. best cook. <gasps> Is she really? Would she teach Earth. my son how to cook? Man, she can teach anybody how to do it. I'm serious. My she makes it a, look so easy. She taught me. Chef. And trust me, I think I can cook pretty good for some of the people that have tasted things that I prepared. What's some of her her well, signature dishes? Oh, she's a she does cakes. She loves cakes. Does she cook good southern food? Oh, southern food is her specialty. That's what I want him to learn. Absolutely. That would make my husband Anything so happy. Anything southern style, she'll do it. And like they say, beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes, yams, hams. Love it. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> I can see you so, on radio. She does it all. Um, but because of that, so here's, the, here's the, the deal. When these people would come over to the house to practice, right? Right. Mom was cooking. So uh-huh. they would eat. And then word gets out. Oh, Miss Pearl's a great cook. You got to come get some of her your, food. Your mom's name is Pearl. Yeah. Aww. Annie Pearl is her name. I love her to death. I love that. So, hello, mom, <laughs> if you're listening. I love you. But, um, uh, I hope you know, she's listening. We had her and Etta James used to sit and talk when she would come over to the house. And mom told me the story that, you know, they used to sing together. Just, your mom and Etta James? Mm hmm. Yep. At the house. I mean, it wasn't this anything they recorded. This is all in recorded. Fresno, people. This is, this is in San Francisco. Oh, I'm sorry. This is okay, after we good. Moved I was from about Fresno to, to ask. San Francisco. What? <laughs> but um, it, it, they used to sing together. You know, it wasn't anything recorded or 
official, but just, you know, when you're just with someone that can sing and you start to sing and the other person chimes in and all of a sudden you're singing. I love that. And that's what they used to do. Um, Jeannie Tracy. A lot of people don't know who Jeannie Tracy is, but she was on Star Search and she won Star Search back in the day with Ed McMahon. Jeannie Tracy was my, one of my mom's good friends. Um, oh, darn. So, yeah, dad used to promote those guys. You know, um, we lived around the corner from Sly and the Family Stone. Okay. So wait, what's that? I'm sorry. That's another group, Sly and the Family okay. Stone. They they were big time in the '70s. Okay. And this was all the music scene going on in San Francisco. This is the music scene that was happening before it became big. I mean, before Earth, Wind, and Fire was even big, they used to come by and practice a little bit in the in the house before they made a group and became big. The I Whispers. had no idea these were California based. Did they come from California or they just Some kind of Some of them all may were, not have come from California. They were, coming, they were following their dreams. Hanging out though by being yeah. in California trying to make it big here. Following your dreams. When you're in the music business as a young up and coming artist and you're following your dreams, you meet people that can put you in front of others. It's marketing. Right. It's promotions. Right. Right. That's what the stuff that I learned from what my dad used to do. You know, by hearing the stories. So, I didn't realize I had that ability, but when I first started to DJ and do parties and stuff like that back in Arkansas, mm -hmm. I was the guy that made flyers and passed them out around the city and, you know, came up with the slogans of ladies night or came up with contests during, you know, the night where we had dance contests from some of the locals, you know, um, it was a lot going on and it was because I was making it happen. There was a big club in Curtis, Arkansas which I think the population of Curtis at the time I lived there was 310 people. Um, but this club attracted everyone that was nearby. And it was in the backwoods of the, of the area where we lived, okay? Mm -hmm. So you had to drive down this dirt road for about, mm, I'd say about three quarters of a mile. And then all of a sudden this opening would clear up and there's this building over here in this dirt lot. Would that be like the true definition of a speakeasy maybe? Uh, or is that something different? I wouldn't call it a speakeasy. I would call it, hmm. Happening. <laughs> it was It was just it's one just of those so cool. juke joints. Oh, okay. You know, you heard of a juke joint? Nope. Okay. It was kind of like that, but it was like a juke joint on steroids. A right. juke joint is something real small and quaint with a jukebox in it. Okay. A lot of people come hang out. And right, right. Talk and drink and, right. you know, some of them will gamble. Right. You know, do the illegal things, but... um it was kind of like that because of the area we lived in, but it was more on steroids because you had people coming from all the surrounding cities to party there. So was this north or south of Little Rock? South. All south. Mm -hmm. So I had, my family was all from the north of Little Rock. Okay. And there was this really horrible restaurant, frankly, called the Toad Suck Inn. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> And you could get anything there fried, but you couldn't get anything there that wasn't fried. Which, wow. <laughs> which even as a kid, I thought it sounded like a great idea until I had an entire meal of fried food. But, right. um, but so a, a juke joint, you call it. I'd call it a juke joint. Okay. Um, but when I got the opportunity to DJ there, uh, I wanted to make sure that my night was a happening night uh, because I didn't get the the biggest night right off the bat or I didn't get an active night right off the bat. He gave me a Thursday night. It wasn't a lot going on, but Thursday nights are still good nights to party. So I came up with ladies night for Thursday night. Look at you. You know, obviously a lady is going to come party. The guys are going to follow. Right. Right. Um, but that was the way my mind worked at what? 17 years old. Right. Right. <clears throat> 18 years old. Sounds like you were doing the right thing at the I right time. I was already <laughs> in motion and putting things together. So 
that's kind of what we were doing at a young age. And then as I grew, now I have to do it on a bigger scale. Right, right. And I think I just had that ability naturally. And this is what I'm doing now. But I'm looking to try and, you know, turn this over to someone so they can take over and do the marketing for me um, and do all the, the sports Possibly a good stuff. idea for a student who is, Absolutely. you know, educating themselves in the social media arena. and uh, It's perfect for a student or an intern right. that's in that area where they're ready to start getting their hands on um, and they want to start coming up with their ideas to see how successful they can build a sports team. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much what our team is for and that's again going back to why we are more than just a game i'll have to introduce you to ash kumra who's coming in next he's one of our uh, pa hosts and Mm -hmm. that's one of his specialties is branding and and brand development so okay um, he'll be on the air here in about three minutes he's coming up next after after us here at real awesome we're already at the end of our show can you believe that so we're drawing down on our time and we can do this again you know (laughs) you've always got a place here with me so i really want to talk to everyone about the growth of the Orange County Nova Stars the next time we do talk. Okay. Um, I know with three minutes is not enough time to do it, okay. but I can give them a snapshot real quick. Sure thing, yeah. We went from, like I originally went over with you guys, a 2-17 and 17 team to last season, I think we lost two games total. Wow. Um, the season before that, we lost one. Uh, the season before that, I think we lost six. So in the last three years, we lost less than 10 games. Um, and we played ooh, quite a few, about 50 games. So if you're a fan, it's a good time to be a fan because your team's going to be on a winning streak. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and we're not going to look back. I mean, we've got the basketball philosophy and concept down pretty good. We know how to build a winning environment. We just got to make sure we keep our players up to speed and they all buy in like they have in the last few years. Right, right. As long as they're up to doing that, we're going to keep winning and we're going to keep blowing teams out. I mean, some of our wins are by 30 plus points. You know, oh, I love that. We're That's in the exciting. Venice Beach League right now out of Venice Beach, California on uh-huh. Sundays. The games start at 12 noon and they go until about 5 p.m. We usually play around the 3 o'clock hour. And our first game was a win 70 to 37. And then last week we won uh, 75 to 54. So, I mean, as you can see, we're going to win comfortably. Right, right. When we play. So I love it. All right. So closing thoughts, because it's been fun having you back. I want to hear um, one last thing that you want to say. Well, to close out, just so that everyone will know, I'd love to see that we get the Orange County community behind the Orange County Nova Stars. Uh, I like to see everyone available to come out and, you know, check out one of our games at Fountain Valley High School this summer. The league starts or the season starts in November. First weekend. Look for the schedules to be posted on our social media sites. Uh, Facebook is Nova Star Basketball. Instagram and Twitter is at the, <clears throat> T-H-E, underscore Nova Stars. N-O-V-A-S-T-A-R-S, one word. So you can check out everything we do there. You'll see schedules posted soon. You'll see game times coming up soon. You can check out videos of games that we played already. Uh, you might see us against some NBA players on those sites because we do play against NBA players sometime. Um, so that's what I want to leave everybody with and I want them thinking ABA basketball all the way up until November I love it I love it I love it okay well we'll definitely have you back to hear more Al thank you so much Al Smith uh, lead coach for the Nova Star basketball team so happy to have you in the studio thanks for having me I find this scientifically fascinating 
You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Are you someone who'd like to do more exercise but don't have the time to join a gym or take that Samba class? Campus Recreation has the perfect program for the faculty and staff at UCI. Step Up UCI is a pedometer-based walking program designed to encourage better health by increasing your typical daily activity. You'll get a pedometer when you register that keeps track of how much you move. Our easy online system logs your steps and will give you a free t-shirt. Want to do more? Come on over to the ARC or the Campus Rec website. The UCI Costa Rica program offers a once-in-a-lifetime experience to students to travel abroad to rural Costa Rica. As a participant of the program this spring break, I got a first-hand experience of living sustainably in a close-knit Costa Rican town. My classmates and I conducted research on a broad range of topics from ecosystem preservation to local government policies. This unique opportunity gave us the chance to learn more about ourselves and our passions. To learn more about the program and how you too can experience this for yourself, please visit sites.uci.edu slash Costa Rica program. Again, that's sites.uci.edu slash Costa Rica program. The Claire Trevor School of the Arts has many dance, drama, music, and studio arts performances throughout the school year on the campus of UC Irvine. Events range from student ensembles to master classes given by professionals throughout the year that are open to the public. For more information on events and ticket prices, visit www.arts.uci.edu. The UC Irvine Film and Video Center is Orange County's premier art house cinema, screening new, independent, experimental, and groundbreaking